welcome to More Than Myths. How's your Manhattan? It's uh, my second. Mm. So I can't taste anything anymore. <laughs> Excellent. I'm just kidding. It's actually delicious. I don't, I am not sure that I know what a Manhattan is. So it's very similar to an old fashioned, except that it has vermouth in it. Okay. So it's whiskey. So -hmm. it's two parts whiskey to one part vermouth, except that I do about two parts whiskey to a half part vermouth. Um, Gotcha. 0.5 vermouth. 0.5. Um, and then with three dashes of bitters and then some cherry juice and then garnish with maraschino cherries. So it's essentially like delicious, sweet, alcoholic cherry cough syrup. I mean, but it tastes so much better than that. You lost me at cough syrup and you lost me at cherries. You don't like cherries. I like cherries, but I don't like maraschino cherries. Oh, okay. That's fair. I think that you... Do you like whiskey, though? Like, as a sipping? Okay, Mm -mm. so you might just think this is overall not your vibe. But... It's too strong for me. I'm a big baby. Yeah. It's pretty strong for me, too. Yeah. But I babied my first one for like two hours, so mm. that's fine. And then I was like waiting till we started recording to start my second. Yeah. So gotcha. by the time we're done, I, it's going to be my bedtime. You're going to be well and toasted. And you're like, to oh my God. And also, I think you start first today, and so I'm going to be sipping the whole time that you're talking. Excellent. And by the time we get to my story, we're going to be like, you guys are going to be like, wow, Corinne is fucked. Toasted. Up. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I realize this is our Halloween episode. It is our Halloween episode. Happy Halloween, Happy everybody. Halloween. Uh, last year, we did a whole, like, episode based on Halloween. And this year, yeah. we're lawless. We have no we plan are like that. Right? No, we did not. No. We were flying <laughs> Been there, the done of our that. pants again. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're good. Um, But... I do have, I have kind of a spooky topic. Do you have a spooky topic? Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. good. Excellent. Love yeah, that. It's definitely spooky. I love that. Okay. For some fun, before we start, I thought we might do a little Halloween trivia. Ooh. And when I say we, I mean you, because I'm going to read it to you <laughs> and tell you the answer. Excellent. So you're going to do some Halloween trivia. Uh, uh, uh. Yay, I'm ready. Okay. First one. This one's a warm-up. Okay. Okay. Where does the term jack-o'-lantern come from? Uh, Isn't that from the uh, jack-o'-the-whatever guy? You told me this. (laughs) (laughs) You did this. You researched this. 
the turnip guy. He had a turnip instead of a pumpkin. Uh-huh. And it was like a coal in his thing because he tempted the devil because he was like, yeah, hey, uh, the devil turned into a penny and he put the devil in his pocket. Yeah. Well, what, what was his nickname? He was kind of. Jack. I don't remember. Stingy. Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. Good job. Good job. Thanks. Okay. Well, I thought that was going to be a freebie, but. Wow. No. <laughs> took a minute to get Anyway, um, okay, next. Which paranormal activity franchise was the most commercially successful? Like, which Ooh. movie was did the best in the box office? That is a good question. I want to say the first one. Was it the first one? Or was it the last one, the Dimension one? Jesus Christ. Um, speaking someone's trying of- to make break into my dimension right now. <laughs> um, it was Paranormal Activity three, which I'm assuming is the last one. Mm, I because think so. I'm, a- and I think probably because you have years of people loving it and being yeah. like terrified from it. So you- word of mouth, you know. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like that's not generally the trend. I think horror films are probably the only ones who can get more popular with the more movies they put out. Yeah. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. people know what to expect from Purge movies these days, right? And so, yeah. like, the Purge franchise is, like, they can keep putting shit out. Yeah. Because yeah, they can. Yeah, that one was wild. Like, the yeah. Paranormal Activity ones was crazy because it was so, like... I don't want to say it was low quality, but they had such a low budget that yeah. everything just felt more real. Yeah. It felt like you know? security cams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hate yeah. that. And Shit. I didn't like the camera stuff, especially the second one when it's in the living room and it pans and there's somebody under the blanket and then you go back and the blanket's gone. That I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the moments for me, the first one when they put the flower down. And it wasn't like ghost feet. It was demon feet. Like like, that was that was the the line for me. I had I had crossed it and there was no going back. I was like, oh my God. How dare they do this to me? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, it's a ghost movie. It's fine. I I do love those movies though. They I mean they scared the pants off me. Me also. Okay. Tell me. I don't know if we've talked about this before. Now this is putting me in a whole scary movie vein. Yeah. Um, Your first scariest movie, like the thing that made you stay up at night. Okay. The one that affected you the most when you were like middle or like your neck. Like for me, mm-hmm. I have one that scared me as a kid that's really dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I have one that like fucked me up as a middle schooler. And then I have mm-hmm. one that's like my all-time scary movie because of the first time I watched it, it just broke me. Yeah. So those are the three. Like the one that you saw maybe too young, the one that yeah. messed with you in middle school, high school, and the one that you like – maybe you love it, but when you first watch it, it fucked you up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the first one I watched when I was too young was – uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Pretty sure the Ooh. first one. I think I was like five or six. 
Oh no. Yeah, I was way too little. I was way too little and didn't understand. <laughs> didn't oh, understand. Poor baby. I had a really Haley. hard time with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you can't sleep. Like Oh no. That's no. like that the was thing. the thing. Is like, it oh, if like... I just fall asleep, I'll be fine. Right. But then it's yeah, like, oh my God, I'd never want to sleep again. I never want to sleep again. <gasps> no, oh, yeah. So that sorry. was that was very hard for me. Um, yeah. I would say my middle school one was <laughs> Don't laugh. It's not even a scary movie. It was Independence Day. Nope. I disagree. That movie is... The alien... Well, for you aliens, yeah. Um, But still... I had to go sleep with my older brother because I was so freaked out. I was absolutely convinced that there were aliens, like, either in my closet or in the woods surrounding our house. Yeah. Yeah. High school. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We'll come back to that. No, no, no. Well, okay. Independence Day, I think disaster movies are some of the scariest because you are so out of control. Oh, Like there's nothing you can do. So Independence Day was a big one for me. Not so much the aliens of it, but the like mass catastrophe of it was like really fucking scary. Mm -hmm. That somebody could just show up and like blow up a whole fucking city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty wild. That one was pretty wild for me. Um, When I was in high school, it was definitely Signs. That fucked me up for weeks. Weeks. Yeah. I'm still, I still don't like cornfields because of it. And I know it's not real. I know it's not real, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I wish those, that's one of the ones that I like. The, the ending kind of made it all chill out for me because it wasn't very good. So it was like, it kind of made it like a better movie because the ending wasn't great. Yeah. Because I think if it ended as scary as some of the imagery had been throughout the movie, like if it Mm -hmm. ended as scary as some of the imagery, I would have never been the same. Well, and even just the lack of imagery because you see the corn like rustle when they run into the corn Mm -mm. and you don't know what it is. You don't know what it looks like. Like, Yeah, no, the the moment and I know we've talked about it before is the fucking birthday party. Yep. When he walks by and full daylight how dare you m night Shyamalan? ew how dare you yeah we never do full daylight never do you know he broke he broke a cardinal rule that's like having a jump scare that wasn't followed by buildup of music yeah right Uh, like i uh, know when a jump scare is coming because of the music what's the movie the um with will smith oh i am legend that movie as an adult fucked me up. Yeah. Because there was no music. There was no music. Yeah. And when he's in the building and he's holding his hand over his flashlight and you don't hear anything and you don't know what's happening. And then you see all of the people standing in the corner and they're breathing all scary and crazy. Yeah. That for me, I was like, absolutely not. I cannot handle this. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So those are those are my ones. Those are my nice. Um, the one I saw too young I already said this in our last spooky episode one was Killer Clowns from Outer Space Mm. it was just I didn't understand that it was campy I didn't understand that it was fake no one was talking me through it everybody was Mm -hmm. just laughing and be like oh this is so dumb and I'm like what the fuck am I watching (laughs) you know like I watch stuff with my four year old right now and if it gets too creepy I'm like hey you know, this is just pretend. And she looks at me right. and she's like, yeah, mama, it's just pretend. She's like, it is scary it though. Is. I'm like, it is scary. So do you want to, ha-, you know, like I talked to her. 
Right. And I make sure she knows that it's not real. That it's not real, you know? Yeah, and she and so sleeps nobody... just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't sleep in her own bed, but that's another <laughs> issue for another day. <laughs> um, my middle school one, hands down, slept with the light on for years. And I wish I was kidding when I say years. And I slept with a Disney movie running every night all yeah. through high school from this movie was The Grudge. Absolutely not. Okay. The Grudge fucks Absolutely me up. Absolutely not. Also me. Also me. It, but I have so much. It wasn't that scary of a movie. It was visually disturbing. I cannot handle things crawling towards me or that imagery at all. I cannot crawling? handle it. The crawling no. was scary. The, nope. When she was in her bed. And I she lifted the covers I, and her she came out of the oh it's giving me chills. It just scared me about it. so much that I've blocked that movie out. I should probably watch it again just for fun. You should just because it's not it's probably great. not even it's scary not a great it's like no. It's a mildly scary movie. Yeah. But the other thing that bothered me was the shot she came from the shadows and would like materialize from the shadows. I so can't. If I if I had my lights off, I was sure. I, I was sure that I, I was it. she was gonna be in there. So yeah, one hundred percent the grudge. Yeah, I was not okay. I think then, I was a little bit older when that one came out. Um, I mean, yeah, you're just a touch older than me. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit older. That's not fine. that much. Only what six years? What year did you graduate? 2004 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I graduated in 2010 oh my god yeah so I was in middle school and you were because it came out in like 2005 you were like an adult oh I was I just graduated then yeah gotcha. I, yeah I think 2005 or 2003 or something because it was like right after the ring phenomenon and the ring mm-hmm. never scared me like the grudge did the ring was spooky I feel like I remember watching that later as an adult, like in my 20s, mm-hmm. and not being able to handle it. I, the crawling. So the, I can't handle that. Like, oh that my God. erratic motion still, even to this day. I have my grown up one. Or I have, to tell, one. I have to tell Chris, like, you have to tell me when it's over because I can't. Nope. Like, hereditary. When she's on, I had to shut my eyes. That movie is amazing. It's so good. Movie is. It is such a good scary movie. It is visually so upsetting, and I'm such a visual person that I remember everything. Mm -hmm. No. Ah, Okay. Next. (laughs) And then my like absolute hands down favorite scary movie because it made me feel things and scream like I've never screamed in my life. And now like I wish that I could erase it from my memory so I could watch it again was The Descent. I don't. Is that the one where they go into the cave and there's people? There's people in the cave? There's monsters. I think I've only seen that one like once or twice. I haven't seen well, that one very Well, it starts out super tragic like her like in the first scene her daughter and her husband die in this horrifying car accident. Okay. And then it like it's like a year later her friends are trying mm-hmm. to get her out of her like depression, which like mm-hmm. fuck life, man. No thank you. Yeah. Um and they like take her spelunking because they're a group of women who are all super 
active and excited, excited to do this or whatever. And it was just like, no, no. And and it's fine. And it's a slow burn because it takes a minute. Like after that first initial like horrible accident, it takes Mm -hmm. a minute to get back into it. But Mm -hmm. when you hit the scary part, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't stop. I was watching it with my friends in high school and I remember like crying yeah. because the jump scare was so – it was so subtle, the things mm-hmm. that we had seen so far. So it was like, ooh, 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 that's spooky. Ooh, that's spooky. Oh, my God. Ew, it's gross. And then it was like, yeah. bam, Too like much in the face. All the time. Like we jumped off the couch crying and screaming and it I was – to watch that one again because I do not remember that one being scary. I don't – I mean, I remember being like, ugh, but I, I don't remember enough of it to say that – like, Good. I remember well, it being scary. Then I don't scary. want to tell I'll you have to anymore, and I'll I need to you to just it. Yeah. watch it because I'm like, I'll watch it. God, I'm, like, excited for my kids to get older so I can show them that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, Look, right? here you go. <laughs> yeah. So messed up. Don't sleep. Um, but then, yeah, Hereditary was, like – really uncomfortable midsummer also for me was another one that really oh see i love so good i love it i love the movie i loved it but originally i was like what the fuck did i just watch i am not understanding (laughs) i actually like i don't even really consider it a horror movie Mm. because it's like full daylight the whole time Mm. you know yeah Mm -hmm. which doesn't I mean it's definitely freaky it's definitely messed up it's definitely a horror film but I was like no matter what happens it's in the daylight so it just didn't bother me as much I think the the part that bothered me most was actually like the opening scene and yeah the opening scene when it's pretty rough it's yeah but the the flower crown and the flowers breathing that I was like I don't know if i can handle this and it's not even it's really not like a scary it's it's upsetting it's not not really scary but yeah anyway there's definitely some subtleties too like when they're talking about oh yeah the fool and yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (gasps) there's definitely watching it going back and watching it and you realize all the things that they're talking about yeah Yeah, it makes the movie even better (laughs) yuck okay yuck (laughs) Love some scary movies. I know we're like gonna watch one after we're done recording. Sorry, sorry. It's, it's time for my dog's medicine. <laughs> That's fine. We all know. We know. know. Okay. It's you're up first, my dear. Me? Okay. Yeah. And by the time I talk, it's not gonna make sense. So, bottoms <laughs> up. Perfect. Cheers. Right. I'm gonna tell you a story about a haunted box. Haunted box? Mm-hmm. Haunted box. Like a uh, cardboard box? Absolutely not. <laughs> is this um, the... Um... This is the Dybbuk box. Ah, fuck me. Yep. Yeah. Don't like this story one bit. Nope. You know this story? I do. I've heard this. Yay! Good. Then you'll be able to help me tell it. Ugh. No, I'm okay. pretty sure I blocked it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in Jewish mythology, 
A dibic is a malicious possessing spirit believed to be the dislocated soul of a dead person that, because of former sins, wanders restlessly until it finds a haven in the body of a living person. Gross. Yes. Yes. Um, belief in such spirits was especially prevalent in the 16th and 17th centuries in Eastern Europe. Um, often individuals um, suffering from nervous or mental disorders were taken to a miracle-working rabbi who alone, it was believed, could expel the harmful dibic through a religious rite of exorcism. Okay. Which is interesting because it would attach itself to a person. It was usually believed that it was females um, or a woman that was on the eve of her wedding. Um, but this uh, attaches itself to a wine cabinet box. Yuck. I don't know what that's about. Um, so a guy named uh, Kevin Manis, he's the owner of a furniture refurbish refurbishing business in Portland, Oregon. That's too uh, close. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> he put an item up for sale on eBay along with its original contents and under the heading he titled the heading was Dibic Haunted Jewish Wine Cabinet Box. And he wrote the following information. All of the events that I am about to set forth in this listing are accurate and may be verified by the winning bidder with the copies of hospital records and sworn affidavits that I am including as part of the sale of the cabinet. Uh, so he talks about how in 2001 he attended an estate sale in Portland, Oregon. And uh, it was from a woman who had passed away at the age of 103. She was um, born in Poland. She grew up, got married, raised a family, and lived there until she was sent actually to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. Um, she was the only member of her family who survived. Um, she actually survived by escaping with some other prisoners and somehow made her way to Spain where she lived until the end of the war. Um, he was told that she acquired the small wine cabinet listed in Spain, and it was one of only three items that she brought with her when she immigrated to the United States. The other okay. two was a steamer trunk and a sewing box. So all boxes. he purchased, yeah, all boxes. He purchased the wine cabinet along with a sewing box and some other furniture at the estate sale. And after the sale, he um, approached the woman's granddaughter and she says, I see you got the Dybbuk box. And he asked her, he's like, I don't know what a Dybbuk box is. And she told him that when she was growing up, her grandmother always kept the wine cabinet in her sewing room. It was always shut and it was set in a place that was out of reach. Um, the grandmother always called it the Dybbuk box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers and said a dibic and caselin. I'm 100% positive I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, the grandmother went on to tell the girl that the wine cabinet was never, ever to be opened. The grandmother or the granddaughter told me that her grandmother had asked that the box actually be buried with her, but uh, it was contrary to the rules of an Orthodox Jewish burial. Um, the grandmother's request couldn't be honored. Okay. So um, she, he asks her, you know, what are these things that you're telling me about? What is a Dybbuk? And she says that she doesn't know. She doesn't want to open it. She doesn't want to find out. Um, she said her grandmother was very serious that she not open this box ever, regardless of the reason. And she wanted to honor her grandmother's request. So 
realizing that it's a family heirloom, kind of, um, he offered to let her keep this box, you know, and she was very insistent and said, no, you bought it. (laughs) And so he's explaining to her, like, I don't want my money back. It would make me feel better if you kept it because it was important to your family. And she actually starts to yell at him and she's like, you bought it. You made a deal. So she actually begins to cry. Um, Yeah, she tells him to leave and she walks away. She he he chalks it up to the entire stress of the situation, the grief that she's experiencing. So he takes his the things that he's purchased and he's left. So when he bought the cabinet, he owned a small furniture refinishing business. Um, He took the cabinet to his store, put it in the basement, and he intended to actually refinish it and give it um, as a gift to his mom. Her birthday was coming up, and he didn't think anything more about it. And so he opened the shop for the day, and he went out to run some errands, leaving his a young lady behind who would do sales and stuff. She was left to basically just run the shop, you know, normal stuff. Right. Yeah. Yep. So about a half hour later, the girl called him in a complete panic. She's totally hysterical on the phone. And she said that someone's in the workshop breaking glass and swearing. And so um, she said that the intruder had locked the iron security gates and the emergency exit and she couldn't get out of the store. So he told her to call the police. Um, His phone battery died and he makes his way back to the shop when he arrives the gates are locked um he manages to unlock the gates he gets inside his employee is on the floor in the corner of the office she's in complete hysterics so he went to the basement and went downstairs and at the bottom of the stairs he is hit with the smell of cat urine like it's overwhelming he there's never been any animals he doesn't keep an animal in the shop um And the lights didn't work. So he goes to investigate and he finds that all of the lights have been broken out. Um, All nine bulbs have been broken in their sockets and they have, um, he had 10 four foot long, those long light bulbs. bulbs. Yeah, fluorescent bulbs. They had all been shattered Mm -mm. and were laying everywhere on the floor. Um, Mm -hmm. He didn't find anybody in the basement though. So... Of course not. He, of course not. There's only one entrance into the basement and out of the basement. Um, It would have been impossible for anybody to leave without meeting him head on. So he went back up to speak with a salesperson, but she <laughs> peaced out. Um, She never returned and she refused to discuss the incident to the day. Um, He had called her and like asked her, hey, you know what's going on? And she refused to talk about it. Um. So he was still, he didn't associate any of this with the cabinet. He just thought it was some strange occurrence that something weird had happened. So after about two weeks after he made the purchase, he decided to actually start refinishing it, this cabinet that he'd bought. So he said he was surprised to find that the cabinet has a unique little mechanism. When you open one of the doors, the mechanism causes the opposite door and the little drawer below to open at the same time. Um, inside the cabinet, he found the following items, a 1928 U.S. wheat penny, a 1925 U.S. wheat penny, a small lock of blonde hair bound with string, one small lock of dark brown hair also bound with string, 
one small granite statue engraved and gilded with Hebrew letters. He says he has been told that the letters spell out the word shalom. One dried rosebud, one golden wine cup, one very strange black cast iron candlestick holder with octopus legs. So he keeps all of the items in the box intending to return them to the estate, to this girl that he's bought them from, thinking maybe it's important. Um, The family refuses the items. Of course they do. Shoot, they will not take them back. (laughs) Good call. Yeah, agreed. Um, After opening the cabinet, he decided not to refinish it. Um, He decides to actually just clean it. He rubs some lemon oil on it. Um, and at this time, he noticed that there's an inscription in Hebrew carved into the back of the cabinet. He doesn't know what it says, um, but he, uh, uh, his mother's birthday is on the 28th of October. And she called to tell him that she was going to go out of town for with his sister for a couple of days. And so they were going to get together. So on October 31st, his mother came to his shop and they were going to have lunch together. But before they were going out, he gives her the wine cabinet. And he said that she seemed really excited about it. She was examining it and he went to go make a phone call. And he said that he wasn't out of sight for more than five minutes when one of my employees came running into my office saying that there was something wrong with my mom. (gasps) What? Yeah. So he goes back in and he found his mom sitting in a chair beside the cabinet. Her face had no expression, but tears were streaming, streaming down her cheeks. He said, no matter how hard I tried to get her to respond, she would not or could not. Um, It turns out that she had suffered a stroke. So she was taken to the hospital and um, she ended up suffering partial paralysis, losing her ability to speak. Um, But she could understand. I know it's, it's awful. Um, She could under, she could hear and could respond by pointing to letters on the alphabet. So he brings her like an alphabet card and Mm -hmm. she spells out the words, no gift. And he assumes that he's, like no I she can't remember that he gave her a gift and he's like no no I I gave you a gift and she spells out hate gift and he laughs and kind of shrugs it off and tells her not to worry and he says I'm sorry that you didn't like the gift I gave you and that he'd get her anything he wanted that she wanted if she'd just get well so he still isn't like chalking it up to this cabinet it's just bad luck it's just terrible circumstances things that are happening right because if you're not if you're not looking at it from you bought a haunted cabinet when you buy this kind of furniture Mm -hmm. all the time yeah it's just coincidence right Right. yeah and to us we're like oh my god duh but then it's right but to him at that time it was like oh right like i'm not worried about my broke my ankle exactly right right Um, so he, after that, he tried to give the cabinet to his sister. She kept it for a week and then brought it back and was like, I can't get the doors to stay closed. They keep coming open. Um, so after that, he tried to give it to his brother and they kept it for about three days and brought it back. My God, just dump it in the river at one point. Something. Do something else with it. Bury it. Something. Stop giving it to people. Yeah. Yeah. His brother said that it smelled like jasmine flowers in their house but his wife insisted that it smelled like cat pee <gasps> all the time and it was like insanely oh strong yeah it's crazy <laughs> that it's affecting the women differently yeah 
right? Because and he's him differently it. because he also smelled cat pee when he went right, down to the right, basement. Right, right. Yeah, but if you think about it, all of the like instances so far are women. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Clerk, you make a good point. His mom, mm-hmm. his sister didn't like it, and then his sister-in-law, sister-in-law is having the yeah. problem. Like that's she's true. Been around that's it, but point. these are the people having a problem. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, this guy tries to give it to his girlfriend. <laughs> she broke and up with him. <laughs> yeah, that lasted for two days. She came back to him two days later and was like, "You need to get rid of this thing. You need to you need to sell it. Get rid of it." Yuck. So he actually sells it to a middle aged couple. Um, three days later, he comes back to open his shop for the day, and the cabinet sitting on the front doors with a note that reads, "This has a bad darkness." Yuck. Yep. Um, he ends up taking the box home because he doesn't know what else Why? to do with it. He's like, just get rid of it. I know, just, just get take rid it of to it. The dump. But like, it's, it's probably it is clearly uh, vintage. I don't know if maybe it's attached to him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he so can. maybe he can't get rid of it. But he brings it into his home. No. Um, he immediately starts having stranger occurring nightmares. Every time he has this horrible dream, it goes something like this. And he says, I find myself walking with a friend, usually someone I know well and trust at some point in the dream. I find myself looking into the eyes of the person that I am with. It is then that I realize that there is something different, something evil looking back at me. At that point in my dream, the person I am with changes into what can only be described as the most gruesome, demonic-looking hag that I have ever seen. This hag proceeds then to beat the living shit out of me. I have awakened numerous times to find bruises and marks on myself where I have been hit by the old woman during the previous night. Still, I never related the nightmares to the cabinet, nor do I think I ever would have. About a month ago, however, um, his sister and his brother and his wife came over to his house and spent the night. Um, The following morning during breakfast, my sister complained that she had had a horrible nightmare. Um, She said that she recalled having it a couple of times before and went on to describe my nightmare exactly down to the last detail. No. I know. My brother and his wife froze as they listened and they chimed in that they both had had the exact same dream during the night as well. Have you ever had the exact same dream as somebody else? I've definitely Chris and I had have had that, that happen to us before. I've definitely it's had it where it was so like upsetting. really similar or like mm-hmm. I want to say I've had it where I was like, hey, I dreamt about you last night. I've definitely had dreams where I was like, I had a dream once that my cousin was pregnant mm-hmm. and I don't talk to her every day or all that often at all. But I message her I'm like, are you having a baby? And she's like, yeah, I haven't told anybody yet. I was like. I knew because I had a dream last night. <laughs> she was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. So I've had like weird dreams, but not the same. Yeah. I don't think I've had the same dream as somebody before. Yeah. It's That's wild. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, he says, um, as we kept talking about it, it becomes clear that the common denominator was that each of us had had the nightmare during the times that the cabinet was in our respective homes. So he calls his girlfriend and asks if she can recall having any nightmares. And she describes the same nightmare, the same old lady, everything no. down. Yeah. Every detail is the same. No. Um, 
Uh, he asks her if she remembers the date that she had the nightmare and she says she doesn't. Then he asks if it happened to be the night when she gave me the cabinet back to sell her. And she said, yeah, how did you actually, how did you know? So um, since his family discussion, it you seems like all hell has cabinet. broken loose. Yeah. For a week afterward, I started seeing what I can only describe as shadow things in my peripheral vision. In fact, numerous visitors to my house have claimed that they have seen these shadow things. I put the cabinet in an outside storage unit and was awakened when the smoke alarm in the unit went off in the middle of the night. I went to see what was burning. I opened the door and didn't see any smoke. However, I did smell cat urine. When I went back inside, the smell was in my house. I do not own a cat, and I have never owned a cat. I went back outside, grabbed the cabinet, I brought it back inside, and tried to research it on the internet. While I was surfing the net, I fell asleep and once again had the same nightmare. I woke up at around 4.30 when it felt and smelled like someone was breathing on my neck. Yuck. You make me all <laughs> To find that my house now smelled like jasmine flowers, just in time to see a huge shadow being go loping down the hall away from me. I would destroy this nope. thing in a second, except I really don't have any understanding of what I may or may not be dealing with. I am afraid, and I do mean afraid, that if I destroy the cabinet, whatever it is that seems to have come with the cabinet may just stay here with me. No. I have been told that there are people who shop on eBay that understand these kinds of things and specifically look for these kinds of items. I do not advise buying a Dybbuk box. <laughs> That's not part of his thing. That's coming from me. <laughs> oh, I was like, I mean, he's trying to sell it, but no, I, that's coming I, from me. I do not advise. This no, is something that you don't mess with. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a professional and this is what you do. Exactly. But yeah. no, otherwise, no, thank you. I Absolutely not. It. <laughs> Even if you are a professional, because I'll talk about where this cabinet ends up with a no. good old buddy where you're familiar with Zach Bagans. I was going to, that was, <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew. Yep. Yep. Zach um, uh, let's see. He says, if you are one of these people, please, please buy this cabinet and do whatever you do with a thing like this. Help me. You can see that I have no reserve price or minimum bid. If I make things any easier, if I can make things any easier, let me know and I will do everything within my ability. One more note. On the same day my mom had her stroke, the lease on my store was summarily terminated without cause. Um, he says that all of the items inside of the cabinet are included in the sale and will be delivered with the cabinet. Um, he said he goes through a list of things that he's not religious. He's, you know, all of these things. So um Let's see. Uh, he does eventually sell it. Uh, I believe in 2003. Um, oh, my God. June okay. to a young man who over the next couple of months would have trouble sleeping. Of course. Uh, he would have large vertical blurs in his peripheral vision and started to lose his hair. Um, what? But like, like to a point like... Mm, faster than normal hair loss quickly yeah. like he definitely noticed so he put, <laughs> he put it for sale he put the box for sale he put the box for sale on ebay in february of 2004 so he kept it for gosh over six months is that roughly six months more um you said it was in 2003 on, so 
I don't know. Mm, 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on February 9th, a man named Jace- Jason Haxton bought the box for $280. That man so sold it for money? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. They did you a favor and paid you. That's fucked up. I just, I just would have given it to somebody. Right. Just said, here, just like, here, we can take this thing. Let me charge you for this thing that's ruined my life. Haunted box. Fuck yeah. that. What an ass. If that's how you're going to get rid of it, maybe he didn't, like... He didn't disclose know. like the first guy Maybe. did. Maybe. It's possible. I don't know. But this Haxton guy worked with the kid's roommate. That's how he learned about this box. So Haxton um, was interested in the story surrounding it. And he actually bought it for a friend of his that was a magician. And he was like, hey, I have this cool box. You could incorporate it into your magic deck. And the guy was like, that's dope. That's really cool. He didn't know anything about it. That's so fucked. He didn't know. He didn't know it was on a Dybbuk box. I know, he was just but trying the first to give it to his friend. guy was very honest. And uh, everybody's true. just being willy-nilly. True. Maybe. Yeah. It seems a little suspicious. Fuck that. Seems a Don't little. Don't you ever give me a haunted box as a favor. Well, I would have never owned a haunted box. I know, but like. First off. Don't tell me it's for my magic show. Like. When you start doing magic. How dare you. <laughs> it better be the Aztec tomb or nothing. <laughs> I promise I'll never buy you a haunted box. Good. <laughs> uh, so the cabinet is delivered to Haxton. He works in a museum. Um, they open it. They inspect it. It's contents, all of this. He runs a black light over it um, to try to find out if there's any residue that could explain where the cat pee smell is coming from. Um, but when Haxton actually, he takes his gloves off and he puts his hands on the box and he said that the wood was really warm and it felt like the wood was like pulsing under his fingers. Ew. Yeah. So he said that while his palms were on the box, he suddenly had a sharp pain in his side and then um, his stomach started to hurt and it actually bothered him for hours. Yeah. So that night, he actually dreamed of faces that were disfigured by horrendous wounds. Mm. Yeah. Um, Each face would then morph into this white-haired old woman Mm -hmm. that would watch him and just watch where he would go in his dream. Yuck. Yeah. Absolutely Um, In the days after the box arrived at the museum, staff members began to have bad luck. Yeah. Um, you think? Right. So he packed it up and put it in the covered bed of his pickup. He drove it home. Um, he left it in He left it in the truck. Okay. But when he went back to go back to work the next day, he got in the truck and he said his truck smelled like cat pee. No. Yeah. So he kept trying to give the box to his friend, which is terrible. <laughs> but the magician kept putting him off saying like, oh, I'm sick or, oh, I don't have time to meet up with you. So he eventually put the box in a closet in an unused room in his house that he shared. He had his wife and two kids living at home. Um, soon, they also started to have um, weird things happen in their house. No, It would get cold and it didn't matter how high they turned the heat up. It was freezing in their house. 
Um, so one day, Haxton and his son were in the living room, and they actually watched a shadow expand out of the floor. No. And, like, drift through the room in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, but Haxton started to have really severe health problems. Um, his He had vision problems with his vision, and he found it difficult to swallow. He would also periodically break out in head-to-toe welts that would no. suddenly just appear on his body and then vanish. Nope. Which does not make sense. Um, so in 2004, he was visiting Portland for work, and he actually um, – found Manis's number, the original owner of the bar. Well, not the original, but the guy that right. bought it at the yard sale. So he um, tried, Manis tried and failed to locate the house where he bought the artifact. Okay. He tried to find the people to like say, hey, can you give us more information about this box? And he couldn't find them. Yes. Couldn't find anything at all. Um, <gasps> yeah. That, that took a very... minute to like settle in my brain yeah i don't know if they just like unlisted themselves and made it so they couldn't be found or if there's something right. what year is it at this on. point i don't know like uh 2004 yeah okay. so he's had the box since february of 2004 got it so okay. a couple months four months okay got it roughly so it's four, not the months. age of like we can go find anything right now i mean there's internet yeah. but it's not as yeah yeah. And like, if you kind of remembered like, oh, hey, it might have been down this side street, this estate sale. Right. You know, and you can't find it. Yeah. Um, so his health, Haxton's health is still declining. Um, he actually ends up building a box out of acacia wood and lining it with 24 karat gold leaf, which is said to be the same material used to construct the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. And he puts the box inside of this other box, puts that box <laughs> and mails it to himself himself. And, and mails it to it himself. With a hammer. <laughs> smashes it with a hammer. Good. Okay. Thought so. I've heard two I heard two things. That he either buried it six feet deep or he put it in a storage container. Okay. I don't know which one is true. Um someone in storage wars is gonna get really, really fucking unlucky. Well, that wasn't the end of it. Oh fuck. Um, okay. Something something happened and he actually went and like retrieved the box and when he opened it, I'm sure it was probably in a storage container. I can't imagine him burying it six feet and then deep and then digging it back up. Digging it yeah, out. That yeah. seems crazy. I mean, maybe who knows. Anyway, this whole story is wild. But um he actually ends up selling the box in 2016 in 2012 there's a movie that was made it's called the possession mm -hmm. that's loosely based on all of the events mm -hmm. around this box but in 2016 he sells the box to zach baggins um for an okay. amount of money that neither party has ever divulged probably a lot i know that sounds like something zach baggins would actually spend money on that's yeah for sure like for so free. yeah not even that well, so soon after the box arrived at his museum in Las Vegas, there were they put it in like a glass exhibit. Yeah. Just a glass box in a room. Yeah. And he said that there were holes that would appear in the walls of the exhibit around the box from the inside out. Like something was trying to like push its way out of the glass. Gross. Yeah. 
very nasty. Um, so supposedly, I don't know if this is true, but this is just supposedly there are supposed to be 10 Dybbuk boxes in the world, each one aligning with the tree of life concept. Again, I don't know if that's true or if it's just more of the... What's the tree of life of, concept? I don't know. Okay. Um, it's... Myth check. Yeah, we'll have to find that out. Um, I know that it has... Oh, dang. I don't think I have my windows open. It's... Um, uh, each one aligns with the tree of life concept from Kabbalah, the basis for Jewish mysticism. Okay. We'll look it up. So that'll help us. Yeah, we'll look it up and get some more details. Um, but Zach has two boxes. There are there are eight total that are found. He owns two of them, and there are two that have never been found. Gross. Okay. Also gross. Yes. Um, well, but hopefully he opened... somebody tossed them in the river or something. Like, yeah, hopefully they're never found. Yeah, supposedly if they're all opened, something catastrophic will happen. I think is what I vaguely remember. That might also be totally false. But I, I mean, feel like I remember from watching. I watched part of this episode uh, last year, I think. I didn't have time today to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, but he does open them in 2020 in an episode of Ghost Adventures when he, like, during their quarantine. They did, like, a quarantine thing 2020 when all of us were locked down. Right. They're like, oh, we don't have anything to do, but be inside we're gonna open the stipic box Gross. yeah and if i remember correctly there's some pretty wild shit that goes on when he's supposedly <laughs> i mean again it might be totally crap um but that is the typic box thank you look i hate it i also hate it <laughs> i don't i it's what i've heard it's so i've heard creepy. it before but I absolutely didn't remember any of it. So well, and I I Thanks. hadn't heard of a Dybbuk box at all until there was uh was it I don't remember when it was, but I stumbled across something on YouTube. Oh okay. And a guy ordered a box online and opened it in his house. No. And that was some of the scariest shit I've ever seen. No. Like he. It shouldn't have opened this box but something gets into his house and he does this this is his youtube channel he's kind of like a ghost adventures guy right like he would buy this from the he guy. would buy something right. like this and he's doing tests on it and stuff and he's got all the equipment and things but he opens uh -uh. it and he shouldn't have opened it nope and it's some of the most wild <laughs> no it's wild but yeah no. that's the dipic box there you go super thank you so much for you that. are welcome <laughs> so mine's something creepy yay but i was you know I don't know if you found this, but every time I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I do the research on it. It's like, yeah, but this is probably not real. <laughs> you know, or yeah. it's like there's a lot of information. There's like a little bit of information about the scary bits. And mm -hmm. then there's a lot of information about like why it's probably not true. Right. So yeah. then it's like, okay, this isn't super scary. But. Right. 
that being said, we're going to talk about a cryptid. And today we're going to talk about El Chupacabra. Yay! So I've, I've, it's my, I haven't heard any podcasts on it. I haven't done Ooh. any other research on it. So this is my first learning of it. Excellent. So if you know Love more it. at any point, let me know. No, you got it. You got this. I'm almost done with my drink. These cherries are like so soaked in whiskey. So good. It's like candy. Yuck. More for you. I don't I don't understand how you couldn't you couldn't eat this cherry and be in heaven. So I just am not a fan of maraschino cherries. They taste too fake to me. They taste like cough medicine to me. Right, but when they're soaked in whiskey, it's it hits different. <laughs> just gonna say Duh, it, Haley. <laughs> just gonna say it. Okay, chupacabras. Um, they're generally found in the southwest United States. They, they. There's more than one. I mean, okay. I hope. No, so. I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I hope so because. The myth actually originates from Puerto Rico. So okay. if they can, if it can swim, oh, that okay. makes me really so they just kind of spread uncomfortable. I think there's Yikes. more than one. I think it okay. is like a. That's breed. also not great. That's also not great. Yeah. So, what does chupacabra actually actually mean? Let's break it down. So the Spanish translation is actually um, chupa means or chupar means to suck and cabra actually means goat. So goat sucker is the literal translation. Um, so it's a goat sucking monster uh, that usually drains its victims, unfortunately for the goats, um, of all their blood. Um, however, oh. Goats are not usually the only ones affected. A lot of animals and livestock are the ones are victims of the chupacabra. Um, cows, goats, sheep, chickens, you name it. They're... If it has blood, it's a target. Right. Except I haven't seen anything that indicates human attacks. It is only animals. So hmm. there, we have okay. that going for us. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just a human who's hungry. <gasps> Stop it. I mean, gross. I don't like that at all. It's just Louie. Humans from... can lick hands too, Corinne. Yuck. Blech. Sorry. Not sorry <laughs> about that one. Um, But anyway, lots of villages report their animals being attacked by something mysterious. So the first sighting of the chupacabra, and this cryptid actually isn't all that old. It originates in Puerto Rico in 1995. Um, and it was reported because numerous villages were, or towns were, were reporting issues. Here's where my drinks are showing up, guys. <laughs> my dick, my diction is out the window. Um, reporting issues with their livestock and finding animals in their farms completely drained of blood. Later, we start hearing reports of the chupacabra sightings in the United States. And attacks happening there. So what does a chupacabra actually look like? There are 
actually a couple interpretations of El Chupacabra. And the first one is that it may look like a reptilian creature. Kind of green, scaly, four-legged Um, in both instances. No. But the reptilian version is scaly or green with bulging eyes um, and sharp fangs. And sharp fangs are found actually in both instances. Um, the other variation is kind of a dog-like creature. Um, red eyes and, again, as we said, sharp teeth um this one has a kind of gray skin with no fur or very little fur so the part that bothers me the most though is that they're said to move like a kangaroo And they can jump over a 20-foot distance in one Shut bound. Shut the fuck up. Absolutely not. So they could just Ew. haul ass no. away from, from no. you to you. It doesn't really matter. Away from us. Oh. Not at us. <laughs> it's just so much ground they can cover very, very quickly. And that bothers me the most. Wow. Um. So we know that they suck blood, and when you look at the bites from a chupacabra, it actually leaves a triangle shape with two large um, bite marks up top and two smaller ones at the bottom, so kind of like a triangle. Yeah. Um, Triangle shape. Close teeth at the bottom. And it's kind of yucky because you know it's kind of vampire-y, I guess. Um. They're also said to be about three to four feet tall. And as I said earlier, bright red eyes and fangs. Some reports also say that they have spikes going down its spine. And in one one instance where a chupacabra skeleton, quote unquote, had been found, it had a protruding (laughs) protruding (laughs) spine or vertebrate. That indicated it would have had something like spikes on its back. Um, Yuck. So take that with what you will. I found an article that was written in 1995. And it was talking about the uptick in animal attacks in Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico at the time was rebounding from a drop in tourism and tourist dollars. And oh, so they think this could okay. possibly be part of it. Um sure. And it got to the point, though, where they couldn't ignore it anymore because there were so many rumors flying around. um, And a lot of people were saying it was conspiracy or publicity stunt for tourism. Um, But there were so many animal deaths, like up to a thousand being reported, that it was terrorizing the locals and the authorities had to look into it. Yeah. Wow. So That's people, a lot of animals. I know. I know. All wow. like I don't know if all of them were had the same puncture wounds and were drained of blood, but and it doesn't like rip them apart. It just nope. drinks their blood. It is oh, yuck. blood only. And it's just that puncture wound. And I'll talk about it in a in a little bit. Um but 
people speculated rampantly about what these creatures could be and they go from variations of being aliens or Mm. alien pets that were accidentally left here okay um to vampires like form of a vampire and i saw and like you can look up the artwork and you'll see the different variations of like kind of the reptilian ones and the reptilian ones i feel are falling into that more alien category and then there's like the dog or kind of animal looking one but i've seen some of them want to look it up i've seen some of them that looks like Gollum or something like that so it looks like it could have been human at some point so again take that with what you will i don't want to look but i have to you gotta look (gasps) some of them are very scary what the fuck is it is it just like a hairless it looks like a hairless wombat there okay i i cover this a little bit later so we'll get to that okay um a couple of explanations that come out of these attacks is that something escaped or because like in the 1960s 1970s exotic pets were really like a huge thing with everybody but also people in puerto rico had alligators or you know some kind of like crazy exotic pet that they shouldn't have um and possibly they something like that could have escaped um there was also a couple of zoos like tourist zoo places that couldn't keep track if something had escaped at some point you know like it wouldn't just drinks blood i don't know i don't know gross um so yeah, they think that it could be a possibly an escaped animal attacking the livestock because also livestock is very easy. It's corral. Mm. It's essentially like going to a buffet. It's ready to go. There's no hunting involved. <laughs> well, yeah, they can't escape. Right. They're in. You just yeah. got to get in and so all you can eat. Soup's on. Soup's on. Um, soup salad and bread wands oh my god i did go to olive garden and i forgot to take a picture and i literally did i'm surprised i'm even talking to you i know i literally out loud was like (laughs) fuck i forgot and my whole family was like what are you talking about i was like i was supposed to take a picture of soup salad and breadsticks for Haley." (laughs) i didn't i'm sorry that's funny it's all right that's all right um a veterinarian who studied some of the animals who had been attacked and killed said and I quote, in each case, the cause of death were two deep puncture wounds under the right side of the neck, and the wounds extended to the animal's brains, killing them instantly. What? The wounds were about a diameter of a drinking straw and three or four inches in length. They weren't comparable to a bite of a dog or a monkey or an animal I've ever studied. And that was Dr. Carlos Soto. Yuck. Yuck. When the story of the Chupacabra actually broke free um, on a Spanish language equivalent of Oprah called Christina, um, it became a bigger part of global vernacular. And the phenomenon ultimately, when the show aired, it caught on and people were talking about chupacabra everywhere so that's where people kind of think like 
especially we like in southern United States is, you know, a high Spanish speaking population, you know, these stories kind of travel over. Everybody kind of gets the hang of it or starts talking about it or perpetuating the myth. Then you're starting to see chupacabras everywhere. Everywhere. So there's a bit of a like you see how it kind of traveled yeah. by word of mouth right. um, mm-hmm. moment. So there you go. Um, some people believe that the influence or the idea of the chupacabra actually came from a 1995 alien horror film called Species. Don't know why I said alien, just not alien, just yes. horror film called Species, um, in which there is a monster with a similar appearance. So people believe that the person who originally had issues with livestock had seen this movie decided to give the description of the creature from species <laughs> have you ever seen species i have not it's like a sexy alien it's like a big yeah it's does it sound like a chupacabra no not at all just tentacles what Okay. Yeah. We there were t- like pretty, multiple I'm articles. I'm pretty sure she has tentacles. I'm pretty sure in the beginning she has tentacles, and then like later she like. Well, it says there is a monster with male. a similar appearance, so maybe it's not maybe species. Maybe it might be the her, bad guy itself. Like maybe her, there's something yeah. like minions or something. Maybe. Um, yes. we'll mistakes it. Yeah. Um, but this was referenced in multiple articles that I read, so. We'll, okay. We'll look into it and see what they could possibly be talking about because I don't think I've seen species. Well, I'm looking at the like art and she does have like spikes coming out of her back. Mm. And I remember that there's a part where she's like in a cocoon with this guy. <laughs> and they're like having alien sex and she kills him with these spikes in her back. It's weird. It's a wild Jeez. show. It's very wild. It sounds ridiculous. like my romance novels. A little bit, a little bit. A hundred percent joking, but <laughs> you were quiet for far too long. I just need to clear up. There's only a little bit of alien time. sex, okay, guys. <laughs> Ice Planet Barbarians. I read five I'm of just, them. I'm just kidding. I read five of them. Are they still going strong? Are they still good? I can't find number six on Kindle Unlimited. It goes from like mm. five to like ten. And I feel like I'm gonna miss oh, too no. much between that. So you're gonna miss too much. It's kind of fizzled out. But six. she has lots of other um she has a lot of other stories too and goes off of like kind of branches in a different category, but within gotcha. the same world. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm on a new Gotcha. A new kick with her. Um. Anyway, monster story debunks a little bit. Um. Also, a funny Hollywood nod that I wanted to point out in Hotel Transylvania, the third one, which is not very good. It's not a very good movie, but I've seen it way too many times because Primmy went through a phase where like those three movies were on all the time for like six months. But in the third movie, they're on a cruise ship and a chupacabra goes up to the bar 
and the the bartender's like, "Oh, chupacabra, what can I ha- can I get for you?" And chupacabra's like, "Ah, my regular." The bartender comes back and hands him a martini glass with a goat in it, a live goat, <laughs> and then the goat just looks terrified. <laughs> And it's my favorite part of the movie because it's like, and he's like, ah, thank you. And he takes his ah, drink away. You. And the goat just looks like, what the fuck's going on? And you're just like, oh, this is. And then I'm he's pretty sure eat the goat. it cuts away and you go to like the, the main characters and you hear a goat scream in the background. What's going to happen to the goat? He's dead. He's gone. And it's right. just, I was like, <laughs> I love kids movies when you know adults made it. And they like yeah. leave those little bits for us grownups because I'm like, mm-hmm. kids don't understand that no. that goat is dead. That goat's gone. But I know that that goat is dead. <laughs> like so yeah, that's my game. like. What's going to happen to the goat? He's going to eat the goat? <laughs> nope. He's just going to suck all of the blood from his body. <laughs> Gross. At least he didn't hand over like a blood martini. The freaking, oh, ugh. The goat legs sticking out of it. Yeah, no, the goat, the live goat is like subtle, but oh also gosh, more fucked weird. up than handing him a oh red drink that kids wouldn't understand either. The goat martini. That's the name of the episode. Ugh, so, make a note, the goat martini. Please. Um, they're also quite a, okay, so this is kind of my section of the episode that I'm going to say, like, let's debunk a little bit. Okay. There are quite a few images and videos on the internet about chupacabra sightings or like this is real or what the fuck is this and people are like oh it's a chupacabra and some of them are unexplained and some of them are pretty eerie and if you're curious you can go take a look at them but I would say in most cases when I'm looking at them and I'm no veterinarian but it looks like an animal who is suffering from mange or Mm, yeah like really really ill um mange actually destroys their skin and makes them lose all their hair and appear hairless so it gives them that gray tone and then they look like a dog like creature um so yeah it's clearly like i've seen a couple pictures where it's clearly a fox or a coyote or a bear even that yeah you know, has seen some really rough days. Um, Now, I don't know if I totally believe in El Chupacabra, but there is a ton of content on the internet if you're looking um, into it. So I'll leave that up to you guys. But in this host's humble opinion, I think maybe it's just some rabid or mangy animals or who are really hungry. Oh, sad. Yeah. Womp womp. That's great. That was <laughs> sensitive Sally over here. I know. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined it. No. No, I was saying that for me. It was like it's oh this spooky thing. Actually, I just think it's it's animals. actually just a really sick animal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh exactly. Gosh. But that's what I have for you. Happy that Halloween. Was that was great. Happy Halloween. You guys. Thank you so much for being here tonight, today. Whenever you're listening to this, make mm-hmm. sure you check out our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and 
hopefully by the time this is up, we have a couple of YouTube videos ready for you. One or two. One or two. Um, I'm going to say this now. If there are YouTube videos up, editing them is a bitch <laughs> and a half. And I don't have time to edit a full show and a video and very busy. live my whole life. So when so you get busy. YouTube videos, you're probably going to get a Raw Real Gary version of YouTube videos. Yes, Raw Real Gary. And But then you get to see like what we're doing. You know, if we're quiet on here, yeah. you're like, what? What are they doing? Are they and doing? if we're quiet on the YouTube video, you'll be able to see like, oh, they're making stupid faces at each other. <laughs> and you just get to enjoy the full length of the episode. I'll definitely cut out parts if I'm like, oh, I know that I walked away for this for a second. But yeah. I'm just not going to go through and clean all of it up. I don't have the time. And maybe someday when we have an assistant who edits all of our shit for us, you'll get cleaned up YouTube videos. Wow. But here we go. That's what you get for now. <laughs> so maybe by the time you're hearing this, you should have a couple of YouTube videos available of some yeah. past episodes. Oh, my gosh. Let us know what you think. Send us an email at morethemythspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, wherever you podcast, we also podcast. If you have a minute, just rate and subscribe. Um, leave us a review. It just gives the little pod a little bump. We're also now available on Amazon Podcasts. We just put our oh yeah our RSS so, ID on there this week. So I set us up. So, so really, really, wherever anywhere. you podcast, we're there. Yeah, and if you po- if you prefer to podcast somewhere and you're listening to this on another platform, you're like, but I really want to yeah. listen to it on Amazon Podcasts. Yeah, send us an email. We're there. Let us know. We'll be there. Yeah. If we're not there, we're there. We can get it done. If we can, if we're not there, we can be there. You let us Just know. Let us know. We can make it happen. Absolutely. And remember, if you love us, we need more curious friends in our lives. So tell your friends, tell your family, and tell everyone you know. Tell everyone you know. Until next time, stay curious. Bye. Bye.